I'm Dr. Brendan White. I've been an optometrist for 29 years now. I started taking Balance of Nature fruits and vegetables 20-something years ago, and I've been taking it ever since. My practice is called Envision Eye Health. We're all about preventative eye care. One of the things established from eye research is fruits and vegetables are good for our eye health. So I've always liked Balance of Nature from that sense. And the concept is clear from the title. This is the way our nutrition was meant to be acquired through fruits and vegetables. So my favorite question I get when I'm working in my clinic is, doctor, well, what do you do? And I tell them, I take Balance of Nature. It's a great product. And I can't think of another product that has a more broad reaching scale of things that it can improve in our health. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping and don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code Kate. My name's Joe. I like bribing the Ukraine, hair sniffing, and other things. I think uh, whatever the thing is, where am I? The Kate Daly show starts now. <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, from the flight deck. This is your captain. Welcome to flight 315 from Houston to Albuquerque. Donald Trump is still the president. Uh, it is a reminder uh, to everybody here that we do have a federal mask mandate, which uh, uh, is for the uh, coronavirus, which does not exist. I am against it. And if you come up to the cockpit, which you can do because the door is open in violation of FAA guidelines, because I'm not afraid of nobody, uh, you will see that I am not wearing my mask. I encourage you to not wear your mask as well. We'll have you on the ground pretty early today. Ladies and gentlemen, we have started our initial descent. Uh, Joe Biden is a communist Chinese puppet. Flight attendants, uh, please prepare the cabin for arrival. We live in hell. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Albuquerque. We're just waiting for the gate right now. We should have a gate uh, opening up pretty soon. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'll see you all at the Capitol, if you know what I mean. All right. God save the queen. That last statement, God save the queen. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Isn't that a great clip? Oh, I love it. Uh, Welcome back. uh, Last hour of the Kate Daly Show. Happy to be here on a Friday. And uh, the National Walkout for America is next week, starting Monday morning. So don't go to work and uh, protest uh, with the rest of Americans out there. And let's hopefully get uh, such a majority of the country. Text 53445. 53445. Uh, text the word freedom, freedom. Okay. 53445, text the word freedom. And uh, let's take on a little sacrifice, right? Let's take on a little sacrifice and do something for this nation to say, we will not put up with mandates because mandates aren't laws. Let's be real. And, uh, and yesterday when Biden said he was going to formalize his press conference, that's still not a thing. It's not a law. <laughs> it's not, that's not anything. That's formalizing nothing. So basically nothing, nothing. Formalizing a press conference is not a law. And to tell us more about that could be Jonathan Emord. I'm so happy you're on with me. Constitutional attorney, author of five books, um, writer for Town Hall. Let me just tell you, he is out on the forefront. We're going to be talking for a few minutes about the um, the unconstitutional Um, the unconstitutional. So basically socialists and communists are constitutionally ineligible to hold office. And we're going to talk about this. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome to the show. How are you? Just 
fine. Great to be with you. You too. Let's talk about this. I mean, I'm actually interested to hear um, how this is unconstitutional. What can we go back into the Constitution and look at to reflect uh, the fact, the fact that socialists and communists are constitutionally ineligible to hold office? Well, uh, to begin with, the Founding Fathers quite intentionally created a Republican form of government rather unique in the history of the world, and you used a written constitution to memorialize that uh, in perpetuity, mm-hmm. leaving it to uh, the people, sovereignty in the hands of the people, to amend the constitution through Article 5. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it would remain inviolate, would remain the same. And they were conscious of those who would serve in office, and they intended on those who would serve in office to have, at a, at a minimum, a basic commitment to honor, uphold, and support the Constitution. In other words, they had to be people who believed in and supported by their actions the Republican form of government. That was critical because James Madison said in the Federalist Papers that without that kind of a commitment, the Constitution would be but a mere parchment barrier to all sorts of abuses and to what they feared the most, tyranny, arising from the abuse and assumption of power beyond constitutional limits. So the Constitution makes that express in Article 6, Clause 3, where it says, the senators and representatives and the members of the several state legislatures, covers both federal and state, and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and of the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. So every officer on the federal and state levels, whether they're in the legislature or in the executive department or in in the judiciary, are required to swear an oath as a condition preceding to their taking office in which they swear to support the Constitution. And if you do not support the Constitution, say, for example, if you're a self-avowed socialist or communist, Mm -hmm. then you are constitutionally ineligible under Article 6, Clause 3, to serve. Hmm. Why isn't this a problem for the um, um, uh, for Biden, Brandon, whatever you want to call him, who was absolutely supported by the Communist Party? Absolutely, that was their candidate. I mean, yeah, he uh, he sold his soul to the sure. uh, socialists, and so did the leadership of the House and Senate, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Right. In fact, just days before. Uh, the um, uh, end of the the primary season for the Democrats when they were choosing their standard bearer, Mm -hmm. uh, and it looked like it would be Bernie Sanders, the um, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer separately said that uh, they would fully support Bernie Sanders, even though he was a Democratic Socialist, and that they would fully support his agenda if he were nominated by the party to be president. At that point, they crossed the proverbial Rubicon and they made history because for the first time in American history, the, a, a major party in the United States adopted socialism as its agenda uh, for governance. And uh, they, had, they had been socialists in their hearts for many years and they had uh, acted as socialists, but they never publicly mm-hmm. proclaimed themselves to be socialists. And then Joe Biden, notorious liar that he is, um, was was quick to sign deals with uh, Bernie Sanders and AOC and 
you know, making clear his commitment to implement a socialist agenda. Right. But publicly, he proclaimed himself a centrist. But he did meet with uh, with Sanders, and he did agree to essentially a manifesto mm-hmm. that would uh, pursue a socialist agenda in America. But certainly, for all of those members of Congress who are loudly claiming that they are socialists, and many of them are members of the American Democratic Socialist uh, Organization, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, they're patently ineligible. And under Article One, Section 5, Clause 2 of the Constitution, it's the power of each house to, with, with the concurrence of two-thirds, to expel a member. And I would say that if Republicans take uh, over the House and Senate, as it looks like they will in 2022, they ought to get to work to giving some life to these provisions by expelling all the socialists uh, Mm -hmm. from Congress. So could the Republicans have done this when we had the House, the Senate, and the presidency? Could they have said, hey, you're an avowed Democratic Socialist, and according to the Constitution, you are ineligible for office. Could Congress have done something about this when they had the power? Sure. And not only that, they could have also, under Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, many people are unaware of this, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution uh, requires the United States to guarantee to every state in the Union a Republican form of government. Mm. So in those cities mm-hmm. uh, and states where socialism has taken hold, and, you know, for example, Portland and Seattle, where the city council is all but a, a socialist uh, government, mm-hmm. uh, serious questions arise as to whether or not they can even be allowed to exist because... Uh, again, it's the United States that is is required by that section of the Constitution to guarantee every state in the Union a Republican form. Hmm. So they had the power. They didn't do it, but they were awfully busy naming post offices and the such. So it kind of tells me that that, like I said, I said this actually, I think yesterday. It's they're both or Wednesday. They're both on the train. One is the driver. And the other one is supposed to look like the reluctant passenger, but they're not. They're sitting on the train. They made the choice to do this. And so do you think they're willfully making sure that they don't remove people from office for that for this reason? Because it seems like that to me. And yes, I know the blame goes to the socialists and communists that are in office trying to subvert the country. But it just seems to me also that we don't really have anyone fighting in there that is actually making people aware of this, that they're not really doing anything about it. No one is. Well, since the 1860s, both on the national level and on the state level uh, until the present, there have variously been people who've proclaimed themselves to be socialists or who have adopted a socialist platform and have uh, won elective office in cities and in state uh, legislatures and even governorships across the country. Uh, the, this began in earnest in the progressive era and continued all the way to the present. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has been a part of this overall movement, largely through the administrative state, to overcome the strictures on power that are in the Constitution and basically nullify the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, the United States uh, Court of Appeals judge here in the D.C. Circuit, Douglas Ginsburg, has described this phenomenon as the rendering of a constitution in exile, where our constitution strictures on power have basically been written out of the constitution. Mm -hmm. Well, that whole movement uh, led many in power to basically accept that there would be socialists and not to protect the constitution from their ineligibility, 
uh, by just allowing them to be there. And uh, they were a point of curiosity for the majority, and they were uh, tolerated by the majority. But we have now a socialist state that is in power. Yeah. And if, if there was any time uh, this is an urgent need to honor the Constitution's provisions on this point, now is the time. Yeah, and lean on them because they really, really, really want to stay in office, obviously, and they really want to be reelected. So the heat should be on that, hey, you could do something right now um, and work towards this. If we're able to flip the power next year, um, well, in visual optics only sometimes, I feel, but if we could flip the power and take away some of the power from the Nancy Pelosi crowd, then maybe there's a chance of leaning on these guys to do this. Do you think they actually would? Take I think they have to be expelled. Oh. I don't. I think they cling tenaciously to power. One of the m- remarkable things about socialists, as my friend uh, and colleague Cheryl, Cheryl Chumley says of the Washington I love uh, Times, mm-hmm. um, she says, you know, socialists never sleep. And <laughs> that's, that's true. true. They yeah. are a bit like cockroaches in that they devour the cupboard at night. Yeah. Uh, they do things in a clandestine way, and they have no problem with lying. Right. Uh, lies are actually the currency of Marxists and socialists. Amen. That's how they manipulate the public. So propaganda is a normal thing for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we, uh, we have the benefit, however, um, in the example of Virginia and Glenn Youngkin's victory there, of seeing what, what is becoming uh, a silent majority turning to become a vocal ma- majority and we are in the vast majority, those of us who love this country and want to defend it from socialists. Mm-hmm. We just have to act. We have to right. become a political citizenship. We have right. to all run for the school board, John- run for state so office, true. run for Jonathan e. Mord. take back our country. Jonathan E. Mord, Town Hall. Go check out his articles. You'll love him. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Really appreciate you. Uh, glad you're on our side. I love this. Be right back. On the Constitution side, honestly. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hi, this is Kate, and I just wanted to let you know about a new product that I fell in love with, and I want you to have it too, and you can get a special deal on it right now. It's a wonderful sanitizer that really cleans, hospital grade, they use electricity to do it, and it's really natural, and it's not sticky, it doesn't have alcohol in it, it's just an amazing new product, and it's concentrated, so you actually get tons of bottles of it for a really low price and it stores well for prepping. So I would highly recommend this and get it while you can. Um, Instead of $250, you can grab it for 44 bucks. This is at the bottom of my homepage. You can find the the little ad on the the bottom of my homepage, katedallyradio.com. Click on it. You'll love this product. We need a new kind of clean. To do that, Clean Start combines two of nature's most powerful forces, water and electricity, to produce electrolyzed water, or HOCL. HOCL is your body's first internal response after an infection or trauma. In fact, it's significantly more effective at killing bacteria, viruses, mold and mildew than bleach or other household cleaners. Clean Start's globally patented tablet-based hand sanitizer turns any quart of tap water into FDA-approved alcohol-free hand sanitizer and registered wound care solution to a new kind of clean. Clean Start.